0: So the Gemara is going to continue on what we did yesterday that there's two students of the Yeshiva of Rabbi Ishmael and it seems that they're contradicting themselves because the first student says that Tuma, impurity when it is transmitted to a garment, only garments of wool and linen, flax, can receive tuma impurity. Other materials silk, uh, camels or goat's hair, they wouldn't be contaminated by tuma by impurity. That's the first opinion. But then, later on The Gemara brings another Braissa with another Tana, also the house of Ishmael, of Rav Ishmael, that says, no, they do. And yesterday we saw the different ways, the extra words in the verses. So either other materials do, can acquire Tuma or not. So yesterday we saw some ways of trying to understand these two different opinions. Now let's see another way of trying to understand these two different opinions. What are the very, very last line in Havzain Aleph? In 27 side A, the really the last six, six, seven words in the page. Rabnach Maritzak Amar, he's going to explain these two different opinions in the following way. That the first student of Rabbi Ishmael, when he said afkol, that those words, if you remember yesterday we mentioned, he's applying a principle called klal uprat. Klal means you find in many places in the Torah a general ruling, that the Torah says any materials, any garments of any textile, any fabric, can can acquire Tuma. And then in the section of Tzarat, it says only linen and only wool. So that is Klal Uprat. So he said, therefore, I've called only, in general, these rules apply to wool and linen so up until now we understood that this was coming to apply also to Tuma and that's why we mentioned there's a contradiction comes Ramlán Baretzak said no the word afkol of this first Tana is not talking about Tuma rather Latuye tuye tzitzis it now is speaking about the Allah the mitzvah of garments that require tzitzit. So just like when it comes to tumat atzarat, only garments of wool and flax can become impure. In the same way, when the Torah says that a garment of four corners, you have to put tzitzit That's what that Klalu Prat came to teach you, that only garments of wool and flax, or flax, they are the ones obligated to wear titit. But if you're wearing a poncho, that is made of, out of cotton, or silk, or nylon, even if it has long, is a complete four, four corner garment according to that you you don't have to put on tzitzit the gemol is going to challenge that what that it's teaching about tzitzit i mean the first line of 27b tzitzit very active what are you talking about i don't need to learn from there from Tarat, that only garments of wool and flax have to have tzitzit it's explicitly in the midst of Tzitzit because we mentioned that there's a juxtaposition over here. Lot shatnez, ufishtim. The Torah, the Chumash, brought two psukim, one next to the other. The first one, the first one speaking about shatnez, which is the kilaim, the mixture of garments, combining threads of wool and flax, not to do it. And right after says, you should do uh, twisted threads for your garment. So we learn from a smuchim, from a, it's almost like an ekesh, connecting the two verses, just like shamnes, applies all in the mixture of wool and and, uh, flax the same thing when the next verse says you have to put titties twisted threads in your garment is the same garment that the previous verse only wool and linen so therefore i don't need the verse over there in sarat to teach me that the Gemara says no you do why if not for that verse, only from this one in the varim, there was room to think or to say, Robe, The following teaching that actually Rove learns that, the Rove Rami, Rove finds a seeming contradiction between two verses. One verse says, akanav. Al- we say in the Shema, if you want to take a look in the complete. Verses, let's take a look over here how the article quotes the verses Look in the footnote number seven It says Tzitzit tzitzit, The tzitzit shall be of the material of the corner so according to this verse is this is in the parasha in the portion of the tzitzit that we just, I hope you've done in already, we just mentioned in the Shema this morning, in the third paragraph of the Shema, that this, you said, uh, that you have to put a thread of treles, al tzitzit in the corner of the tzitzit. Now, since this is a little bit of an extra word, we didn't, we didn't need the Torah to repeat the word akanaf in the parasha, we already know it's talking about the corners of the garment. So, Robe learns that this work comes to teach you that the material of the, the tzitzit, the threads, the actual tzitziot, they have to be of the same material of the kanaf, of the corner of the garment. That's why it says, tzitzit a kanaf. If you have a canava garment of silk, so therefore the tzitzit has to be of silk. So according to Robe, that is the implication of the first verse, that whatever your garment is made out of, the tzitzit have to be made of the same material. From the other hand, the verse we just quoted at the very beginning of this side of the page, Say when you pish him, Yachda, that you have two I'm sorry, this might be a different verse, but it's also speaking about itstiod. It's uh, fundo number nine. It says, "Twisted threads you shall make for yourselves." And that is no, it might be the same verse. Yeah, I think it might be the same verse. Yeah, it's the same verse. I got confused over here when I tried to look at the source of the verse. It's the same verse at the top of the page. lot it was, same location. And then it says Gdilim <coughs> Taselecha. So the other verse says that the tzitzis can be made, it should be made of wool or linen. So it's a contradiction. One verse implies that the titis have to be of the same material of the garment. And a different verse <coughs> says. <coughs> sorry, <coughs> a different verse says, no? Tzitzis can be made out of flax or wool. So how Rav answers this? Kasha, a So says Rav, Tzemer potrim ben beminam, ben shelobeminam. The Torah was telling you, if you have tities of wool, or if you make tities of linen, those are universally okay. You can put them in any garment. You have a four corner garment of silk. You can put titties of wool or tzitzis of linen. Both shara but the other garments, the other uh, uh, fabrics, be potrim, shelo be minan potrim. If you now make titties out of silk, so you can only wear tzitzis of silk if your garment is of silk, and if you have tzitzis of cotton, you can only put them in a four-corner garment of cotton. So that is how Robe answers this question. So the Gemara goes back to our question, says, "Salkadech que de Robbe? If not for the Tana of the house of Rabbi Ishmael, telling us that uh, tzitzis only are of wool and linen, there was room to do this limud, this learning like Rabbi did, like Rabbi did. Kamash Malan. Therefore, this Tana, student of the house of the Yeshiva Rabbi Ishmael, came to teach you not to do this learning. We don't call like Rabbi, and we, we, we don't learn that you can have t- uh, that also other materials, other fabrics are requiring tzitzit. Rather we learn that as initially we had thought when the Torah juxtaposed the verse of sharpness with the verse of tzitzit not like Rabbi wasn't speaking about the tzitzit material we're speaking about the garments material to tell you that only garments of wool and linen require titis but other garments they do not require titis but we can only say that thanks to that learning we did from the Prat. if not for the Prat in tsarat that we saw in the previous page there was room to learn the but thanks to that klaluprat that comes to exclude any other materials besides wool and linen, and he is applying that to Titis. only because of that we can exclude Robe's way of learning this Allah. The Gemara still wants to analyze this way of learning. Omar Rab-Ada, Rabaha Brede Robe Ne this, uh, Rabach ask Rabashi. devi Rabbi Ishmael. Oh, so according to this teaching we just mentioned. Majna Lilian Tuma. Why should it be different regarding impurity? The Marvishar Begadim. Oh, now we're going, I'm sorry, not in, in the, 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 the learning what we just mentioned, but we're going to the second student of the house of Rabbi Ishmael the one we saw yesterday at the end of yesterday's uh, Limud. That he, in the side A of this page 27, he says that the word Obeger comes to include not only wool and linen regarding Tuma, but any garment, whether we saw hair of a camel, hair of a rabbit, hair of um, other silk, all those also can acquire Tuma of Tzarat. So he asking the question. So, Maishnalin Tuma, why is it different that when it comes to impurity, the Shar Begadim, that he includes any other fabrics that can acquire Tuma, because he says, Obeged So, achanami Leima, Lerabot, Shar Begadim, there's also extra wording regarding tittis that we can apply the same ribui to include them. It's written, "Achanami rabot char begadim mi me, me'asher So over here, the askal is going to bring the pasuk. Look, please at the last footnote, footnote number 17. So they quote the entire verses. It says like this, twisted threads you shall make for yourself on the four corners of your garment with which you cover yourself. These last three words you cover yourself are completely extra. It's clear we're speaking about that. So says the Gemara, why don't we say that those three extra words on which you cover yourself regarding titties, they are extra to include other garments besides wool and linen? That is the question. Says so, you're right. Those extra words come to include something that otherwise would be exempt? And what is that? asuye ksut suma. Uh, that if a person is a blind person, but he's wearing a four garment, uh, a four-corner garment, he's acquired by Tzitzit. Udeasa, that's those extra words, that's what they come to teach us. The Tanya look in the braisa, Ureisem Oi So we say of a Deva the Titis, Ureitemoto, and you should see the Tzitzit. And we mentioned this just recently. Lexus, Laila. This comes to exclude a garment that you wear by night because only by day you can see the cities. by night you don't see them. So when it says you should have cities in your garment and you should see them that means only a garment you use during the day. Now the braiza is going to say there was room to, to learn in a different way you tell me that this is what it comes to exclude a garment that is only worn by night? Maybe when it says, for you to be able to see it, it comes to exclude the garment of a blind person because also a blind person is not able to see his titties. So says the Gemora, the Braisa, these extra words that we just saw in the footnote 17, it says, which you cover yourself. So these extra words come to include, arexus suma amor. This comes to include that even a garment of a blind person should put on titsis on his garment. So then, amani me calle, and then, what does the words where they say, so you should be able to see the Tsitsis comes to exclude? Pratexus Laila. They come to exclude a garment that is only worn by night by everybody. Says Gemora Umarais. What makes you, what do you see? What makes you decide? To include in the obligation a blind person and to exclude a garment of the night. Do it the other way around. Let me tell you why. I include the garment of a blind person. Because even though the blind himself cannot see his own cities, but other people will see his cities. So therefore, by day, by a blind person, those cities are being seen by other people. And that's why I'm including that he has to put on titis. And I'm excluding from the obligation of titis garments only worn by night. <clears throat> that nobody can see by night the titis, not even other people. Okay, that is the way we learn this. And with this, we answer the question why, uh, why the words don't come to include other fabrics to the requirement of tzitzis Says the Gemara, I'm not so convinced. The Aman maybe you can say, that it does come to include that, and not about a blind, says the Gemara, no, mistabra. No, that makes more sense, to include a blind than to include other fabrics. Why? Because the verse is speaking regarding garments of wool and linen. So if we're dealing with wool and linen, would, be, would make more sense that the verse is including also a garment of wool and linen regarding a blind person because to say that if we're holding in wool and linen is going to be including also other fabrics it doesn't make sense (laughs) (laughs) sorry i think anthony was able to hear that even without the zoom okay oh man thank you (laughs) okay Let's continue. So Amarabay Serabay Rabishimo Menelazar. So if you remember two days ago we say, we learned that Rabishimo Menelazar, he learned that any material that it might have been yesterday, any material that comes from the tree, it doesn't Uh, is not susceptible for Tuma and can be used for sukkah. We mentioned that you can only put the schach out of things that grow from the ground (coughs) and they are not vessels, they are not garments, they don't receive Tuma. They are not susceptible to Tuma. He said, except one, and that was flux. So Abaye said, that teaching of Rabbi Shimon Lazar is also following the opinion of Sumchus. Remember, also, we had recently a rabbi called Sumchus. Ambruddha They said the same thing. Rabbi Shimon Mendelazar, ad Oran. Rabbi Shimon we just said, the one I just told you. Sumchus, the Tanya. Sumchus, in the following place. <coughs> Sumchus Oimer. Sumgus says a person used for his sukkah, schach of tvi. Tvi is spoon threads of flax. <clears throat> Psula. It's invalid. It's already a material considered that can is, susceptible, is vulnerable, it can acquire tuma. And even though it's only tuma of tzarat. He wouldn't acquire tuma of uh, shered because at this stage, only spoon threads of flax, they're, they're not a garment. Just we saw yesterday that regarding tzarat, the Torah has a pasuk that even warp or woof can acquire tuma. So that is enough to invalidate Flax from being used as schach. <laughs> because sustainable. Uh, can acquire tuba in uh, Tzarat. Says Gemora Keman. And whose opinion is this following? Whether Rashi brings in the Sumchos or Avaye? Like the following Tana, uh, uh, tana the Snan. Because the, the Mishnah says as follows, Shesiberev, going to taras, Shes is warp, and erev woof. Again, this is two two ways the threads run when you are about to put him into a garment. Metame miyad, they are susceptible to um, acquire Tuma, of of uh, Tzalat right away. This is Rabbi Meir. Different Rabbi Meir. The Rabbi Yudha, Rabbi Yudha explains like this: Ashesi, which is a warp, Misha That is, uh, let me actually help myself over here with the concepts. Uh, come to the to the footnotes, please. So it's in the page 27b3 I'm reading actually from the top of the Gemara All threads of the warp on the wolf become conamity of Tzaraz immediately after spinning. This is Rav Meir and then Rav shale. The woolen, this is going on wool the woolen warp threads become contaminated from when they have been pulled out of the kettle that have been boiled over there to whiten them the Erev and the the woof also of wool, miyar, also immediately after spinning now, the proof is going to be from this the Ahunin, Shelpishtan, the bundles of unspooned flax and that is the same halacha of Rabbi Shimon ben al and actually of Sumchus and this Rav and the bundles of uh, unspooned flax from where they're being bleached in the oven. So we see that this segment of Rav is the same opinion of Rabbi Shimon ben and Sumchus that even unspooned fibers are susceptible to tarostuma even though they are not a garment. And therefore, even though they're not susceptible for Tuma of sharets, that level of Tuma is enough that you cannot use them to put your schach in your Sukh. Okay, let's continue. Kola in Now, this Mishnah is talking about weeks. So we need materials for the wick that they should be able to hold a steady flame. So therefore, says the Tanakama, any materials come out of the tree, you cannot use them for wicks, only pishtan. Only flax, you can make nice wicks out of it. So look in the footnotes, or Rashi, this is a little bit of flax is over here. According to Rashi, this comes to exclude. Cotton or hemp—that these these are not good materials to make wicks out of them. was disagrees with Rashi because, look, in the funda number thirty-five, this cotton makes an excellent wick. Rather, according to was this Mishnah is not excluding cotton; rather, it's excluding trees, just like cedar bast or willow bast that were already mentioned in the first Mishnah of the chapter. Okay. And also, any derivatives of the tree doesn't acquire Tumas Oyalim, so let me tell you, it was even a Hiddush for me, I didn't even know this halacha until I prepared this Mishnah. What is Tumas Oyalim? so we saw before that if a corpse is in a in a tent in a house so through the roof anything that is in the same room will acquire tuma. so that's why also cranium are not allowed to go into the hole of the of the of the basic of the uh, of the cemetery because they are not allowed to be in the same roof of tuma's mess. That we knew. The hiddushalim now from this mission is very interesting hiddush. Based on the pasuk, we learn that the roof itself acquires tuma. Not only that is a transmitter of tuma for whatever is under the roof, but the roof itself becomes tamei. So you have a tent. there was a corpse, that tent becomes Tame. But in order for that roof to become Tame, says the Mishnah, only roofs out of flax have that type of Tuma. Other materials, let's say here you have concrete, cement, if you have other materials that you make in your house with metal, they do serve as a roof, that everything under the roof is going to become Tame, impure. But the roof itself doesn't become Tame. Only flux, that's what the mission is telling us. Any derivative of three, Enomit Tame, Tumas, Walim, it won't acquire impurity itself, the roof, from Tumas' mess except pishtan, except flax. So let's move on the Gemara. First question of the Gemara, Minala and the pishtan it creates. So why the Mishnah says any derivative from the tree doesn't accept flax? Why are you calling flax a tree? It's not a tree. It doesn't have a, a hard trunk like trees. So the Gemara brings, if you remember, a pasuk we saw in Brachos, Omar Mazutra, the Omar Kruah, regarding Rahab. When the two spies that Yeshua sent to spy on the land of Israel and Yericho, one of them was Kalef. So Rahab was the lady that brought them into the roof of her house because the people from Yericho were looking after them. So it says in the pasuk, the E Elatam Agaga. She brought these two spies to the roof, and she hid them in among the the um, flax over the, the trees of flax. So we see that flax from the pasuk is called a tree. Okay. Move on in the Mishnah. Anything that is a, a derivative of a, a tree, it doesn't acquire this tumah of a roof, except flax. Minalan, the Gemara asks the question, why? Why flux and only flax? Omar So Rav says, gamar, hoel, hoel. Gamar is from the word Gemara. We're going to make a Gzera from Hoyel, Hoyel. Two verses with the word Hoyel. Let's move on to page Chav Koyach, 28. Mimishkan, regarding the Mishkan, the tabernacle. At the beginning when the Torah teaches the Allahos of Tumas Mez, says, and this is the instruction regarding a person when he dies inside of a tent, the oil. And also regarding the Mishkan is written, and he extended the oil, the tent, on the tabernacle, on the Mishkan. Malayalan Shel Pishtan, Karui Afkan karoi So just like in the Mishkan, the roof it was made out of flax and is considered a tent. So we learn from Digzera Shaba that any roof of flax is considered a tent. So I think it's very important that we see the how the Mishkan the different levels that it had, because all of them are be considered roofs that can accept Tuma. So, um, I'm going to skip a little bit, I'm going to come back. Please go to page 28A2. In the fundo number 19. So over there, it's like this. These were the coverings that were spread over the Mishkan. So the bottom, the bottom most one was what is called actually the, the, the Mishkan itself, the tabernacle covering. And that is called Mishkan. And that consisted of 10 panels woven of flax and wool. So f- that is what the Gemara is talking now. Because the first level of roof was made out of flax, and the Torah calls it uh, the Mishkan calls it a hoil, a, a tent. We make a connection like between that and the pasuk of Tumas mes, that it says Alan ba oil. so just like over there is flax, over here is flax. Then in the second level of the roofs of the Mishkan, above it was spread the tent, what the Torah calls the hoil. Ho- and those, those were 11 panels uh, of woven goat's hair. And above that was a tent, and was laid the, uh, by the, the, the animal hide cover, and it's called the mirseh and it was uh, with, a, with the animal we're going to see soon today, V'Rat Hashem, called Tachash. We're going to see today what is this interesting animal called Tachash. So from that we learn that all those materials if they serve as a roof where there's a corpse they themselves also become impure of Tumasmes. So please let's go back to where we are in 28A1. So Maa alan, just like over there Shelpishtan, the Mishkan's roof was out of wax and oil, and is included. Look in the footnotes how, even though regarding that one is not called oil, but uh, the, the Gemara understands that oil and mishkan are one and the same, and they are the roof of the tabernacle. So just like the wax is called oil, afkan shel pishtan oil. So the same thing in the lacha of a corpse, that a person under the same roof is considered a oil if it's made out of wax and it becomes impure. Now please fasten your seat belts. The Gemara is going to try to challenge this as usual. Says the Gemara, So then why don't we say, so just like over there were so they were made of twisted thread and also, kaful vav vav in six, it was a sixfold thread. So make a Afkan vechutin kaful vav. Say that only wax roofs that are twisted thread and sixfold will will become a roof that become tami. Says Gemara Tamulomar, No, because there's another verse that says. Hoyel Hoyel. So you find many times in the verse the word hoyal riba. That it was uh, multiply, mu- multiple times the word hoyal tent. So why did the Torah write so many extra times the word hoyal riba to make a riboy? Letting me know that it doesn't have to be exactly like the flax of the Mishkan, that it was a twisted thread and a sixfold. As long as it has the same material, it's also like in the Mishkan, a roof that becomes tami. Says the Gemora, E hoil hoil river, if you're telling me that the word hoil in so many times, it comes to include something, so I feel call milenami. So let it include any material, why only these flax? <laughs> if you're telling me that includes everything, so what is the point of Gezer Shava? You don't need Gezer HaShavah. Rather, we need Gezer Shaba to say only the textiles, the materials used for the Mishkan, but the Hoyla Hoyel many times tells you it doesn't have to be exactly the way it was in the Mishkan as long as it's the same materials. This if you're learning Akshara from the Mishkan, Veima Malayanan krosim, afkan Kroshim, Keresh were the wooden blocks, the wooden um, walls of the Mishkan. So if they are also part of the Mishkan and they were made out of wool, so also say any roof made out of wool, wood, I'm sorry, wood, if the planks, that was the word, if the planks of the Mishkan were made out of wood, say any roof made out of wood, would also can become Tumas uh, oil. Omakra, the Gemara says, no, because the verse says, "Vasisa Kroshim La Mishkan, you should make planks for the Mishkan, but you see that the planks themselves, they weren't the Mishkan. They were planks for the Mishkan, but they weren't the Mishkan. Therefore, they're not including Zerashava. Mishkan karui. So, Mishkan karui. Mishkan veinkran. No. Mishkan karui Mishkan. So, only the, the, the roof is considered the Mishkan. Is called a Mishkan. Veinkrashim kri Mishkan. But the planks are not considered a Mishkan. Says the Gemara HaMeyata. So if that is the case, when it says which is the uh, what we saw, the third level of the roofs of the mishkan, lehoel, mikse loik loik ah, so also that shouldn't be a prone um, uh, that can acquire tumor, because mirzeh, because the Torah a mirse. Lo, lo, it a mirzeh. It's not considered an oil, a tent. Ela, the boy, and if that would be the case, that the third level that was, was made out of tachash, again, this animal, we're going to see what it was. If it's called a mirse, which is a, a covering, and not a, a mishkan, and not an oil, other shouldn't be... Uh, shouldn't be prone to receive tuma because and it was made out, out of animal heights. And if that is the case, other uh, boy Ravi Loza, we're gonna see soon. Rabilaza had a question. Or If somebody has somebody has uh, have a roof of the height of an impure animal, let's say of a horse or a lion. Yeah you have that as a roof of your tent mao so what it would be the lacha Shaitma a Mes if a corpse if somebody dies inside of that tent of that uh, roof of that material of a height of a an non kosher animal would also acquire too much oil or not? So that is a question that we're gonna see soon. Lazar is gonna ask. So says the Gemara: if you tell me that only things that call Mishkan, or oil, have this type of Tuma, so the third level, which is called Mirse covering, that was made out of heights of a tachash, or also we you see, according to one opinion, was also of rams, also shouldn't acquire Tuma. And if that is the case, Ashta or Bema Teora, tame if then because we didn't have in the girl shava the skin the height of a pure of a kosher beast animal and therefore it doesn't it doesn't acquire stuma so then or them at meami boy so then ravi Lozer has a question maybe of an impure one can be can be so, uh, prone to to get tumor says Gemara, no Shani awesome the hadar hader kra No the pasuk the one we just read in the funo number 19 went back and included the three levels of the roofs as part of the oil because it says ves so, moyen asher alav So it says like this and they, with the family of Gershon, shall carry the panels of the tabernacle covering. This is the um, first level, and the tent of the meeting, the second level, it's it's a cover and the tahash cover that it was on it. So therefore, by the fact that the pasuk brought all of them together, says the Gemora, Makish, so the Gemara makes a kenekesh grouping all of them together with the same alaka. <clears throat> the upper cover to the under roof. Ma tachton karoy oil to teach us just like the bottom one is called by the Torah the oil Avelion karo So even the topmost covering also the Torah calls him an oil and therefore is included in the Xera Shaba and therefore. Uh, we learn that roofs made out of hides of kosher animals will acquire tuma. Tuma is a roof. Okay. Now let's analyze that question. Gufe, that in itself, that boy Rabelaza, that Rabiloza asked, Orbe matmea, the hides of the imp- impure animal. Mau, where would be the lacha? shade matumas oil well in he can acquire impurity of the roof the gemara says mike Mavoile, what is he asking am a answers tahash he's really inquiring the nature of an animal called tahash that it was only at the times of moshe Rabbeinu, and it was used for that covering and then it disappeared this one of the ex has extinct species of animals. And that is the question, of Rav Lazar. or This tahash was a kosher animal or was a tame animal? Amar is What is he asking at all? Tanina. There's a that says. It wasn't proper, kosher, for the work of, of heaven, like things that need to be used for, for the mitzvah. Only the heights of a pure animal. So from this b'risa, we learn that only heights of kosher animals were used for the mishkan. And we have to say, according to this Brisa, uh, that the tahash was a kosher animal, and therefore only kosher animals. So for sure, impure animals, they, they don't receive too much mess, the roof of them. So he's going to challenge this. According to the Machlokestanaim over here, regarding that third roof of the Mishkan. According to Rabbi shnei ayu, shel elim me'adamim, shel There were four levels. So again, if you, if you look over here in the fundamental number 19, according to him, there was one level. The first level was made out of this flax and wool. Above it was the oil. With uh, goat's hair. But then, according to Rabiuda, the third level was uh, Elim Adamim, red, reddish uh, heights of rams. And then there was a fourth one of Tahash. This is Rabiuda. And then, let me go back to my place in the Gemara. Rabbi Nehemiah Oyemel mir aya, ah, according to Nehemia, there weren't three and four, it was only three levels, and it was veayadoyme uh, kemin tela ilan, so look in the phone number 25, this tela ilan, it's like a sort of animal, it really means, literally hangs on trees, Is a small cat-like carnivore with speckled multi-hued coat. Okay. And that is for sure non-kosher. So this is the kasha of um, Ravi Abba to Rav Yosef. Why are you telling me, based on that brisa, that it for sure had to be a kosher animal if according to Rav Nehemiah it was a tla ilan, which is a cat it's not a kosher animal it's an impure animal the gemara says no this is what Mehenia meant to say he the colors of the skin of the tahash were similar to the colors of that cat that has many Colors on it. But it wasn't that animal. The Tahash was a different kosher animal, but the skin of of that Tahash resembled the skin of the Tleilan. The Iluasam Tome The Tleilan himself, itself, is impure, but the Tahash was a pure animal. Oh, so after he heard that, said Rav Yosef himself, Iyahi, if that is the case, Aino de metargeminan, Sasgona." So that's why the Targum Unkelus translates the word tahash of the Chumash, but in Aramaic, as "sazgona," and he doesn't translate the word as tle'ilan. If the tahash would be literally uh, did that type of cat, then the Aramaic translation of Tahash should have been clayland, but uh, but Onkelos translates Tahash as sasgona, and what does sasgona means? She sas be sas gevanim. He is joyful. He is happy. he has many colors on its skin in on his hide, but it's not a uh, uh, impure clayland. Okay, with this we answer the question, and according to Rav Yosef, we see holding that the Tahash was a pure animal. Rav Yamar, Ammar disagrees with the previous ruling that only heights of pure animals can be to, to mass oil for a corpse. Rather, according to Rob, even of an impure animal also can receive Tuma's oil. A mess. How do we know that? says Rob, the tanya says in Abraisa oil. So, regarding the Tuma, it says oil, skin. But then there's another letter, O be oil. So the letter base in the word oil skin comes to add riva to in, to include or beimatmea that not only of a kosher animal even a non kosher animal would also can get too much oil. Ve shelakabiad kohen, and also. This, 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 is, this is the, talking Regevay That, a garment of, um, one second, I now got a little bit confused. Yeah, Rashi says, or, over, so Rashi, Gavey goim." it's regarding Or over, we have the Or, the letter base regarding Tsaraz. So there are two cases, but well, actually they bring them up here also in the footnote. Please look in the footnote number 32. The verse says, in, with the letter base, oi, be, oir. Rather just saying, oir. So we can derive two laws that the Gemara is about to present, okay? So the Gemara says, one of them is that any type of animal skin, any hide of, of animal, can become impure of tzaras or be and the second case the biyad koyen and also when a koyen came to check if there was a tumor in this skin and then after it was already in the hands of the Kohen, it became tame. Also, the Passover comes to include that also that can happen and become impure. Then another case, Katsats Mikulan, somebody took many different pieces of different fabrics, and from all of them, and he made a garment out of all sorts of materials. Minayin, how do we know that also is going to become tame? Temulomar, Hoy, Bekolmeleches, Oir from this verse, on anything that is made out of heights. Now, so we learn from here that all, this is obviously disagreeing with the other opinions we saw previously, that Tumas Tzaraz can only happen on wool and linen. According, this is according to the second Tana of Rabbi Shmael, that it can happen in any type of materials. Now, the Gemara says, We could ask the following question. Sheken so we're going to bring from Amamazinu, just like we find in Tumas Tsarat. That even heights of a non-kosher animal can become tzarat. And we're going to say, just like over there, it's the same thing regarding the heights of tumar saruf. Also, of a non-kosher animal can become tame. But the camera says, we can ask a question on that. How can you say that? Maybe the Tuma of Tsaraz is more stringent. Why? Because even something I mean, that is not a complete garment. Well, we saw um, that even the warp or the woof can also become tame and uh, over here for a roof or for a Tuma has to be a proper garment. So then elagamar elagarmarmishrotim, so maybe we can learn it not from the tomb of Tsaras, but we can learn it from the tomb of Sheratzim of the eight reptiles, the Tanya, because also that says Oir. Regarding the tomb in a reptile, it says Hide, Then eniela Oir Maybe only hides of a pure animal can have tumas of the Sheratzim or Bemat meaminain. How do we know? That even the heights of an impure animal can become impure with the sherets, tamulomar, oi oil. There's also an extra aleph bab or skin or or heights. So, just like we find that uh, heights of a non kosher animal are susceptible, uh, they can get tumor of sherets. We bring in mamatzinu to tuma roof of a corpse, that even non-kosher heights can get tuma. But also the Gemara says, we can also challenge that mamatzino just like over there, not to be able to bring it over here, because maleshratzim she mit mayim beker adasha. We see that it's also very stringent, the impurity of asheretz, that even a small amount of the sherets of the reptile of the um, crawly animal convey tuma even as small as a lentil but when it comes to tuma's mess you need kazais so it's not as easy so maybe we cannot learn from there to here but then what we're going to do is something we did in the beginning of cha- chapter 6 of brachot if you remember that if you want to do a mamatin a only from one alaha to the one you want to learn and you have a kasha then what you can do you can combine two different alahas as we're going to do right now and show that even though on each one of them They have a stringency that wouldn't apply in the case you want to learn but when you put the two of them together you make like a triangle and then you can bring it to the case you want to learn so okay you're telling me i cannot learning i cannot learn it from shatim because he's more stringent but then that stringency doesn't apply regarding Tzarat because Tzarat is not as small as the lentil and then i can bring back this where i want to learn the nature of this is not similar like the other one and again the stringency that you find in taras is not the same stringency that you find in sherets and the stringency you find in sherets Is not the same one you find in Tzara's. But what is the common denominator? That when it comes to heights of an impure animal, and the Torah compared the heights of kosher to non-kosher animals, in both they become tame. So I'm going to also bring to that, what I want to learn, the roof of the tumas mess or be and the equally that the hide of an impure animal also can acquire tumas mess by a roof, just like the hide of a pure animal. Okay. So, Amarle another Rove, it was not the same Rove. It was Rove Mi Barnish. This was Rove from a place called Barnish. He Ravashi. He wanted to challenge this previous teaching. So he mentioned to Ravashi, "I." No, this tsadashave that Rove just made can also have a cash against it why in the two sources of the limud the tuma is more stringent because they both can acquire and transmit tuma by less than the size of a kazais we mentioned tumas sherets the size of a lentil and tumas tzaras the size of a bean, kepul, and this is smaller than a kazais. So, you, you see that even the shave, the common denominator is more stringent. Tumma vemes. so then, how can you bring it to Tumma's mes? That only when it's a kazais, it can convey tuma. So, it was very nice limud, but still, you have a cash against it. Ella, rather, Varnish. Mi Varnish is going to learn it. Let's move to side B from a different way. Asia, Bekalva Homer, Shel Izim. We're going to be able to make a Kalva Homer from the hair of the goats. Shemetamebeine Goim. This is a, go- a, go- a going to the other Tana that. It doesn't uh, acquire uh, Tumas Tzarat. This is like Ravishimu uh, Menelazar. And Metame And nevertheless, one of the roofs of the Mishkan was of this, of the hairs of the goats, and therefore can acquire Tumas oil. And Orbe'ema Tmea. Uh, so this is the Kalva so if we say that izim that goats that cannot acquire too much saraz, can acquire too much oil so or behem atmea but the skin of an impure animal that can yes acquire the tomb of Negoyim, enodin shimitame So, sorry, I, I realized I have made a mistake over here. It's not going to, uh, according to Rav Shimon Lazar, it, it was going to, according to the Tama, to the Tana, that, yes, a, a Tumas Tsaras is even in other things besides flax and wool. So why then, let me check why skins of, the hair of the goats; it doesn't acquire too much um, charas. Let me just double check it over here. Uh-huh. Maybe because this, this said, this, uh, this is cloth woven of the fine hair of goats, which is plucked rather than shorn. And maybe that's why it doesn't acquire too much tsaraz. So we find over here something that it wouldn't acquire too much tsaraz. And nevertheless, because it was, it was used as a roof of the Mishkan, it does acquire too much oil. So therefore, we can say, the if the height of an impure animal, can yes, become tame by tsaraas? Einodin, <clears throat> shemitama, Isn't it logical to say that can also acquire the tuma of the oil? So this is the way he's learning it. Now the Gemari is going to back to the Braisa, challenging this learning that initially Rav Yosef brought. Verade tani Rav Yosef. So what about the Braisa that we saw in the previous area of the page? Lo el So it wasn't uh, okay. Uh, it wasn't proper to use for melech for any work of heaven. And we understood in Mende mishkan only orvei Mateora, only heights of pure animals bilvad exclusively. So chasa, if you're telling me that in the Mishkan, um, it wasn't used only tower. There could be also tame. So what is this Allah coming to teach us? Says the Gemara lit tefillin. That price is not talking about the Mishkan. The price is talking about tefillin. That for tefillin, you cannot use heights of an impure, non-kosher animal. The Gemara challenges us, tefillin? Regarding Tfilin, now the Gemara is asking regarding the parchments. The heights that you make the parchments, where you're going to write over there the four paragraphs on the Tfilin, it says, Le Torah Hashem Regarding the myth of Tfilin, it says, You should place Tfilin in order that the Torah of Hashem should be in your mouth. So from here we learn, Minamutale Befija we learn that the parchments, that the parchments are going to be written on them has to be mutale befija, only things that a person can eat from them. In other words, from kosher animals, like a cow. So from here you learn you cannot make the parchments for the filling from heights of horse. So I don't need it. <coughs> to learn it from that braysa. Ela, says you're right, Ela leorana We're not referring to the parchments. We're referring to the, to the material that's been used for the houses, for the batim, for the height of the covering of the tefillin. For that, we need this braysa, says the gemora. But now also that we learn from a different place. We are Maravaya, Shin, so, if you noticed, in the head filling, in the box of the head filling, we have the letter sheen. One side is a normal letter sheen, and the other side is with four legs. <coughs> and that letter sheen is from the name of Hashem, because you have <coughs> the letter sheen in the Tfilin of the hair, and then we had in the back. Of the straps, a letter Dalet, and then in, by the twilling of the hand, it sticks out like a letter Yud to name them to <coughs> to form the name Shakai. And Avayah thought that the Shin of the twilling is Alach Moshe in Sinai, that is comes Moshe Rabenu. That twilling have to have that. So therefore, if you have a letter Shin of the name of Hashem in the bite of the hair. So that is included. Le manto It's just like the scrolls have to be from kosher heights, So the same thing, the boxes. Ella le korchan. But says Gemara, you're right. You know, there's another alacha that it, that is the korchan Besaran veletofran begidan. That the the, the wrapping has to be in the hair of an animal, of a kosher animal, and also the sewing of the boxes has to be with their own sinews also. So uh, these additions to the boxes also, they have to be from a kosher animal. That's what we learn from the praisa. Says the Gemara, that's not truth. That also comes down from Moshe Rabbeinu de Tanya. Tfilin, Meruvau is the fact that Tfilin had to be in, in square shape, is Allah Sinai, And the same thing, the the Seran, the Niftaroi, the is also Sinai That has to be also from a kosher animal. So then, if it's going on in, what the saying is, the is for the straps. That the straps have to be also only from a kosher animal. So no, that's also not true. Also, the fact that they have to be black, the straps, is also coming along the So the you're right. Neither gambrina nor shkhodo is, you're right, the Aleichel HaMoshem Misinai says that the color of the straps have to be black. But Teorahs? But they have to be only from kosher animals. The heights have to be from kosher animals. From where do we learn that? So it comes out that according to this opinion, that is what the I came to t- teach you. That Melech Shamaim had to be from Be'im HaTeorah. Uh, from a kosher animal. So from that rise up, we learned that even the straps of the tefillin have to be made out of hides of a kosher animal. The Gemara goes back, and with this we'll end up today with Rat Hashem. avi hala Shaya Moshe. So at the end, this tahash, at the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, what was, what was this type of animal? Rav Yimeir would say, the tahash that was in on Moshe Rabbeinu, that was used for the Mishkan, it was a unique sort of creature. It was a, a species that did, did, didn't exist before. Ve'lo And according to Rav Yimeir, were in a doubt, whether it was a chay or a because the Torah classifies all the animals into two different families. Be'emas are domesticated animals, like cows, sheep, goats. And chayas, wilde chaya, is animals that are more in the woods, in the, in the bush. And it, there's a differences between them. One of them is Kisui Adam. If you shecht a Be'ema, you don't need to cover the blood. But if you shecht a chaya, you need to cover the blood, because the covering the mitzvah, covering the blood, is only, uh, the traveling says regarding chayas and offers. So there's many differences, some differences in the lacha, what it was. So how do they know the tahash was a chaya or a beima? And how was this tahash? Keren achas ay saloi. It had only one horn, the mitzvah, coming out of his forehead. Belifisha nizam and it only, this uh, species came at that time of Moshe Rabbeinu, the Mishkan, Benignaz. And then Moshe Rabbeinu was able to use the Tahash for the skins for the Mishkan, and then it was hidden, it, it disappeared. So this is the teaching that Rabbi Shimon Melakish brings in the name of Rabbi Meir. So says the Gemara since from the fact that you tell me that he has only one horn in his forehead Shmamina Tauraya, so we learn from there that it was a kosher animal the tahash why dama because rabuda says the following sure she gave Adamarisha in after adamarishon sinned by eating the Etsadas, he brought a korban to hashem for the kapara and what animal did he bring it was a shor, an ox, the keranahas a'isaloi. It was an ox, a bull, with only one horn. It's a beautiful, I won't get now into it, but in the Nefesh in the Agaot, he brings a beautiful explanation of what it means it was a, horn, a bull with only one horn. Be Bemitro, in his forehead. Shenemar, and there's a pasuk in Te'ilim. Vatit par, Makrin Mafriz. So it would be David Omelech is asking Hashem to accept his Twilas. Let me just read over here the Pasuk. And this praise to Hashem is better before Hashem than the bull referring to the bull of Adam Erician, horn and hooved. So that's what he said. So then the Gemara is going to challenge that. Now, do me a favor, gentlemen. I didn't find over here, as I prepared the Gemara in the footnotes. According to this Gemara, they bring a Gemara in Hulin, it comes out that only the kosher animals have horns. Uh-oh. And they even bring from there that if the Tahash had a hor- horns, and even there was only one, has to be a kosher animal. So what about the famous rhinos? So why do we find a rhino with one horn and know is not kosher? I don't have an answer for that. If you find the answer, please let me know. I'll let everybody else also know. Okay, so we bring from this PASUK that this uh, bull that Adam Rishon brought had only one horn. But the Gemara challenges this PASUK says the Gemara, Macreen, Tartimashma, Makreen is like, he had horns and he had uh, hooves, so horns is like plural, so it seems from there they had two horns, Oma Rabbi Rav no, Makreen. don't read it with those vowels, but read it with the, with the way it's written, Mikeren, which is only one horn, Mikerein k'sif. the Gemara, "The mina, the min behema So then, uh, if this was with one horn, just like the one of Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm sorry, just like the one of Vada Marishon, so the tachash mosavim abeima. Says the Gemara, "No, kevadeika keres." There's an animal called the Keresh. The min chayavu. And they knew that this Keresh animal was a Chaya. And even though veleis le'ela had a Keren, even though only had one horn, so that's what we out that maybe also the Tachash was also, even though only had one horn, maybe was a Chaya, not a Be'imah. Shkerach have a great day.